0: Welcome to the Matt Report, the number one WordPress business podcast. This isn't geek speak, it's about the journey of success and failure as a WordPress entrepreneur. Get ready, you're just an episode away from your next Uh aha
1: experience
0: or big idea. And now your host, Matt.
2: Welcome back to the Matt Report. Uh, Awesome interview today with Garrett Moon, uh, founder of TodayMade Software Company. They actually make a, uh, I won't say a competitor to WordPress, but they make their own custom uh, built uh, CMS. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, They've also recently launched um, CoSchedule, which is a social sharing content calendar. Uh, For plugin for WordPress, and we're going to talk about that. This interview dates back to I believe November of 2013. This is before um, all the holidays and and the rush of doing uh, the Startup Challenge episode. Um, So this one is definitely late, but it is an awesome interview with Garrett. Uh, He shares a lot, and there's so much to learn. Um, He's up in North Dakota, so we're going to talk about the challenges of you know not being sort of in the big tech startup social scene and, and what he has to do to um, swim in those waters and then of course what it's like to launch a product and then have this sort of competing cms to wordpress and what it's like to live in that world so definitely definitely a, a, a strong listen uh, for you folks out there today and as always com slash subscribe join the mailing list and uh, you know that i'm not taking ads on the show but i did uh, launch a pro section of the site where we'll have private forums Uh, special episodes. At the end of each regular Matt Report podcast, the guests will answer some kind of special question that we present to them uh, from either the pro members or uh, some specific business topic that they are uh, really passionate about. And that is uh, a member-only content that you can get in the forums. We'll have mastermind classes, pro casts every month. Uh, It's a great, great way to connect with other WordPress entrepreneurs and really excel your career, take it to the next level in WordPress. Uh, And you can go to matreport.com slash join and on checkout use the checkout code matpro 10 That's MATPRO10. And get uh, membership for 10 bucks um, and 29 bucks a month thereafter. Um, It's definitely the best way to support the show and accelerate your business. So check that out, matreport.com slash join. Other than that, an amazing episode. Thanks everybody for all the support Lisa, Pam, Dan, Doug, all these folks that are in the pro section. Uh, you know. Thanks a lot for joining. Thanks for supporting us. Jason, Okay, I forget. Um, you guys are amazing. You guys are having some awesome conversations in the forums. Uh, so I hope everyone uh, takes a look at matreport.com slash join. And if you have any questions, feel free to email me uh, mattreportblog at gmail.com. Other than that, sit back, enjoy the show. This is an awesome, awesome interview with my guest, Garrett Moon. Hey, everybody. I am here with Garrett Moon for another awesome uh, Matt Report interview. And Garrett is founder and designer uh, at Schedule and Today Made. Garrett, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Uh,
2: so you're doing a lot of stuff. Uh, I want to I want to chat about as much as we possibly can in the short little time frame. Um, but uh, as always, or not as always, as in the recent last three episodes, what I'm doing for any of the pro VIP members of Man Report, Garrett's going to stick around to chat about how he kind of conquers uh, your biggest challenges which is finding clients charging them money scaling your business so on and so forth so if you are a member you will uh, hear that in the little membership section of the site so garrett why don't you give folks a two-minute elevator pitch who you are and what you do
1: well, sure. Uh, yeah, as you kind of mentioned, Dave, I'm a founder and designer at two, uh, you know, kind of two places. So, Today Made is is the primary uh, you know business that me and my founder started a few years ago, and it is a client services uh, web products company. So we do um, marketing sites, web application development, uh, a lot, some custom WordPress development. You know, a lot of different things um, out of that shop. We're a uh, pretty high end design shop pretty high in development shop. So we um, kind of like to... to kind of dabble in uh, some higher-end websites or higher-end web applications as well. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a few products that we have out there. um, They're on our site. Um, And one of the big ones is CoSchedule, which is something that we just launched for the WordPress community specifically. And it is an editorial calendar plus social media calendar uh, application. So that runs inside of WordPress as well as outside as a standalone application.
2: Very cool. Uh, my first question on the list is North Dakota, question mark, exclamation point. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> one of the things that we sort of get wrapped up in, uh, especially in sort of like the startup space and, and tech space is either Silicon Valley or New York mm-hmm. or Southern California. And even me, I mean, I'm 40 minutes south of Boston. And even I don't feel like I'm really in it um, yeah. in, in the sense. But here you are, North Dakota. I have a client. Lemonly, these these are great guys. They're in South Dakota. What's going on? Uh, (laughs) How do folks make it uh, in sort of these non techy places?
1: We well, have to have several coats. Uh, you know, I think it was like nine degrees this morning already <laughs> in November, and I was scraping my windshield before I came in. So uh, you had to be real to brave the the weather a little bit that that Arctic air. Um, but you know, really, I mean, yeah, we're we're in the middle of nowhere. It really does not, um, you know, even as far as like WordPress community and stuff. Something that a lot of your listeners will be able to relate to. Um, you know, that community that they enjoy, you know, wherever they're probably at, is not something that we really have here. Uh, we kind of have a. Or just a web group that we were able to get together, but a lot of the the WordPress community isn't even here. So, there's been some huge challenges on that. Um, huge challenges in hiring. Huge challenges in, in finding the type and level of work that we want to to be doing as a you know, agency type company. Um, and really, you know, as a as a web startup, an application startup, um, you know, you know the things that you mentioned, they're 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 not readily available. Mm. But, um. You know, it's where we are. And, uh, you know, I have a, a post that I did a while ago and it's kind of like, you know, my startup is in the wrong city is, is the title of the post. And really what it is about is, you know, this is where we are. This is where we found ourselves. And, uh, you know, me and my business partner had these ambitions to, to try and build these apps and, and to do these things. So, you know, we just started. You I know, mean, we started where we were at. You know, you, you, there's a lot of times where, you know, in business and stuff, you can, Kind of um, wait for it to be perfect, you can kind of wait for the perfect time to make the leap to starting your own company, right you know, like you know wait for the have a big savings or you can wait till the timing is just perfect and the reality is the timing is never perfect. you just kind of have to start and evolve, and so that 's kind of where we're at and you know we're we're kind of about three years into this, and um you know we're making it work, so that's you know, tr- we'll that's, see
2: yeah that's tremendous, and I think that's it's super advice because a lot of folks who are just teetering on the edge of executing their either their startup or their, their idea, um, it, they get a little mix of, hey, I, well, number one, they're maybe a little nervous to sort of make that leap, uh, maybe quitting a day job or sacrificing something else. Um, but they sort of get that envy of... Well, hey, I want to be like those guys, right? Um, you know, I I need to be. I I can't make it here because only the you know the the money and the traction is only in Silicon Valley or New York or Boston, whatever it might be. Sort of get this envy. Do you do you even today, three years into this, sort of get envious of other startups or shops that are out there? And how do you deal with it?
1: Oh, oh absolutely. I mean, you do. Um, I think you you know. We kind of have to just learn to work harder and hustle a little bit more. Um, you know, you have to. I mean, I mean, it seems so cliche. In like twenty thirteen, we've had the internet for how long? But you know, it really does make the world a smaller place. Yeah. Um, and you have to kind of you you know learn to kind of leverage it. You know, you know, in a you know agency business where you're working with clients, you really learn to like value the the handshake. You know, and being able to sit across the table from somebody. I mean, there is something to that that allows you to develop relationships in a pretty unique way. Mm. Um, but, you know, you can do it online as well, and um, you know that's kind of the, the the type of thing that we try to do to supplement that. Um, so we've done some good networking online. We have some good partners and some good um, you know sources that we use for feedback, and and just kind of you know guys that we just you know keep in touch with. Um, they follow what we're doing, we follow what they're doing, and it's just a kind of an online networking um, type of scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a you know, uh, you know we're we're not too far from Minneapolis, so there's some opportunities there um, that we kind of take advantage. Of, but you have to kind of work twice as hard to make it happen. And honestly, I think, you know, I don't know. I mean, If you make a great product and you provide a great service, um, and and you're really good at taking care of your customers, and you can kind of get them talking about you, and you can get them, um, you know, being a referral for you and some word of mouth work for you, I think you can do this kind of thing from just about anywhere if you want to. Um, Again, you have to be willing to hustle a little bit harder, probably than the other guys, but at the same time, you think about that. You think you're in in the Silicon Valley. I mean. You know, guys who are starting a web application company are a dime a dozen. So, right. you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know firsthand experience. Is it easier to get noticed there or not? But you have to wonder, um, you know, how much easier is it there anyhow? I right, don't
2: know. right. And, and, you know, it could be sort of an inverse effect for better or for worse without so much of that noise around you. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. in the lovely state of North Dakota. I actually know some folks <clears throat> who live there for quite some time uh, who have recently moved back to the Northeast. But um, the, uh, you know, without sort of that noise, right, around you where, yeah. and, and sort of if you, you know, if I go into Boston and I go to these, the local meetups and, you know, you, you do feel a little, like a little fish in a big pond because these folks are, you know, getting venture capital money and they're talking to investors all day long and, you know, they're buying new, like, espresso machines for their offices and you're just like, <laughs> man, I am just trying to get an, another client to get me to the top. Um, right. So maybe it's a, it's a good thing and it gives you a closer a closer knit community. But uh, about the hustle and about being in North Dakota, do you have any, any uh, story or fun fact of, of that of that double hustle, we'll call it, uh, for being out there, some kind of win that you maybe uh, won a bigger client with, or you know went the extra mile to land a bigger gig.
1: Hmm. Um. You know, I. I think you know. I mean, we have we have several clients in in. May really since the beginning i mean about you know 40 50 percent of our our client base has been out of state uh so we've always kind of worked with a lot of -of out-of-state clients and um in some ways that was kind of by accident i mean it's like you know we're, we're we're kind of blogging we're um you know kind of doing some things in the wordpress community and we just get a call one day and they say hey you know it was for it was for a custom design for standard theme it says hey i see you've done some designs on standard theme um you know will you do a the custom theme for us. And it would, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, a pretty simple request that didn't sound like that complicated, but it really ended up leading to um, a really big project and actually three or four really large projects outside of it. And I think. You know the the one the one lesson there is you know you, when you're when you're not inherently part of a large community you have to kind of work harder and in, insert yourself into some of those communities. Mm. You know those little types of things um, like hey yeah okay we we build stuff on standard theme we we do customizations on standard theme it doesn't sound like anything revolutionary in itself but you know just that one little thing and being able to kind of put that out there can lead you into something else. So if you're if you're not inherently part of a big community yourself you know attaching yourself um and and connecting with some of those smaller niche communities is a pretty good way to kind of break that barrier I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that is great advice. Um you have a your tagline on on today made and for whatever reason I every time I see, I look at today made I think tailor made um just in my head. Uh, maybe because I'm a golfer. <laughs> but, I was just to say are you a golfer? Yeah. Um But you have a tagline that says, we make great marketing sites, web apps, and mobile apps for your business. Three years ago, did Garrett launch Today Made with that same exact tagline, or is that something that's matured over the years?
1: Great question. Um, you know, we originally launched TodayMade as a uh, a service-based company, and we really kind of pitched ourselves a little bit more as a marketing company, a marketing agency. Um, and 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 part of it was just the day and time of, of when we started and back in you know 2010. Social media marketing was a was a pretty big deal, and particularly in our local market, there was no one taking advantage of it at all. Um, so we kind of came out. Really, internet marketing focused and service based, in in you know rather than just building things, we actually kind of focused on on marketing strategy and some of those types of things a lot more than we do now, um, and, and we still do to a certain degree with co schedule and some of the things that we're doing over there, but you know not as a one-on-one client services type of project. So. Um, you know, we were doing a lot of speaking. Um, you know, regarding social media, we were doing a lot of um, training and teaching and and consulting in that in that area. Um, that we've kind of slowly backed away from, primarily because you know I'm I'm a designer, web designer um, by trade, and then my business partner is a developer. So we're kind of hands-on. We like to build build stuff from the ground up, kind of guys. And um, you know, that's really what we wanted to do. But you know, we've always been you know, pretty willing to take advantage of what's there. And, you know, we kind of saw this opportunity to to kind of found a business and, and to start, you know, getting some money rolling in and get a client base built up, um, you know, in, in kind of the marketing sector. So that's sort of what we did. And, and that really defined us probably for the first year and a half or two years um, before we really started to you know, a very slow and gradual pivot into what we consider a web products company, Mm. where even though we still do services, um, you know, we're still building marketing-based sites and we're still building web applications uh, for for clients, Um, but we're kind of treating it all like a web product. You know, even like even a website. You know, we really want to build sites that are more than just you know fi- your five pager site. You know, where where the web is their business. You know, where it's a blog that they're going to contribute to every single day, and that's going to be used to drive traffic. Um, so we need to be looking at you know, okay, SEO strategies. We need to be looking at more at um, conversion rates. How do we convert people into an email list, into a you know a, a visitor, into a long term subscriber? You know, where can we make that connection? So. Getting ourselves a little more invested in some, some longer term or, I don't know, more web-based, more heavily web-based businesses um, was a pretty nice, nice strategy for us and, and connected better with what we were trying to go long-term as a company. Yeah. Ultimately, we see ourselves um, you know, being able to kind of bridge that gap as a 50-50 company, 50 product, 50% products, 50% services. Um, and you um, really use our service-based business as a way to bootstrap a, a startup application.
2: The and you, you've actually transitioned to a, my next question uh, really nicely. How do you filter out these clients, these five page sites that you are, you know, kind of balancing on the borderline of we want to be a web app. We want to be a complete solution. And then somebody comes to you in the little old state of North Dakota and says, hey, we flip pizzas. I just need a five page site. How do you mm-hmm. how do you kind of manage that and juggle that?
1: <laughs> the fastest way to, to do that is by price. Um, you know, I mean you know I mean price eliminates eliminates some of those types of things. I mean if somebody's looking for five hundred dollars, fifteen hundred dollar website, you know, um and you don't build those because you have a project minimum, I mean it, it ends the conversation pretty pretty quickly. And not it's not a really like, like a big Stone wall shut down, but right. Um, and we have some other people that we've kind of referred for referred some of those clients to. We always try to help them out as much as we can, but you know, price is a pretty big way to to change that and influence it. Um, you know, what is messaging. You know, I mean, uh, we've we've really noticed that we, as we launch different versions of our own site and change the messaging on that site, the clientele and those who call us um, does change as well. Yeah. Um, same kind of goes with some of the keywords and stuff that you target. Um, you know, particularly in our local market, um, you know, why keyword targeting is pretty easy. It's just there's not as much competition, or you know, the competition that's out there they're just not quite as savvy with grabbing some of those keywords. So so we can kind of control our traffic. Um, Maybe easier than some other people in that way. Um, Another thing, I guess, is um, you know, you you tend, I always kind of tend to kind of like you kind of point yourself in a direction and, and you start talking about yourself in a certain way as a company or as if you're kind of just like an individual freelancer or whatever, if you just kind of start saying, you know, I'm the guy that does this. This is my expertise. This is the thing. And you kind of like make that part of your your two minute elevator pitch um and you put it on your website and you put it on your business card or whatever it takes, you, you kind of start to move in the direction that you define, mm. if that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, and, and you kind of have to decide it, you decide it first. Like, it, you know, sometimes those things will happen by accident, but I think it's you have to be pretty intentional about how you want to grow as a company, how you want to grow as a freelancer, what type of business you're trying to build, and, and start to like say what you are before you're that. Right. And you know, I would say, you know, I think um, when we launched this new version of our site, I don't probably three or four months ago. You know, one of the things I said, I said this site really represents fifty percent. What today made is right now, and fifty percent what we plan to be in a year from now. Right. You know, so we're 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 kind of positioning ourselves ahead of uh, what we are, but it's exactly what we want to be.
2: Right. I love that strategy. That's uh, the that's the way we sort of launched uh, four 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 and a half years ago. In um, that same kind of mentality, mentality, like we're building something that is is also uh, a vision of of what we want to be. Um, so that's great advice. Mm-hmm. The and by the way, your site uh, is tremendous. I love love the design. Um, so kudos to you uh, on yeah, that. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it is a, definitely a beautiful site. And to that point, that's that is what is also helping you kind of filter out those those clients because. Uh, you know your typical five hundred dollar client or a thousand dollar client. They're not even going to read case studies. I mean, what's what's a case study? <laughs> yeah, I'm not even right. I'm not even going to look at that. I'm just looking for the bottom line price. Um, so yep. I'm sure that helps. You mentioned Where's your packages. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, can I just click and pay with PayPal for fifty bucks? Um, yeah. You mentioned uh, keyword targeting in your local market. Is that something that you guys focus on? You and your founder. I mean, are you, is that part of the, the marketing strategy? Is keyword and SEO optimization, or is it a lot of it word of mouth stuff?
1: um it's some of both okay. um you know i mean obviously we, we do keyword targeting and we have I, I we do less now than we used to do um you know in our local market uh, we do some still with 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 co schedule but we we find it less profitable there honestly mm. um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we've we've done keyword targeting, um, we've done adword campaigns. Uh, you know, we've kind of tried everything, and you know, we've never done a lot of banner or display ads as, as far as today made goes. Never been part of our thing. But keyword targeting has been good. You know, web design, Bismarck, web design, or web application development, etc., yeah. um, have been things that we've we've dabbled in, and, and we've d- definitely seen results. We've definitely seen things come from those. Um, it's not a big part of our strategy i mean we we'd much rather have a referral based client because we you know we blew their socks off so
2: i noticed that the site doesn't uh you know exuberate wordpress it's not it's not unfortunate (laughs) i hate to say it's not like my site where it's wordpress 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 i noticed that you Mm -hmm. you subtly mention it and you and you mention it in the case studies and of course obviously co-schedule which we're gonna we're definitely gonna get to but Even your bigger clients, are they coming to you saying, I want WordPress, or is it something you're easing them into as the software platform?
1: Um, well, you know, to be honest, we don't always use, uh, you know, top to bottom WordPress as the platform. We are, um, you know, if you, you look at our sites, um, you know, we're, our blogs are 99, well, they're almost always WordPress. I think we have one or two that we haven't been, and we've been a little more customized. But, um, you know, we really, really love and, and believe in WordPress as a blogging and publishing platform in that way. That's what we use for all of our blogs. Um, and, you know, it's how we, it's how we power them. A lot of the the sites that we built are more customized. We have a a custom CMS that we use um, for some of those, and the you know the reasons are you know it gives us some more flexibility. Speed of development for us is speeded up um, quite a bit because of because of that. framework. Um, and it's also a bit of an application level framework. Um, we have a lot of sites where there's kind of a you know a larger back end internet system or something like that um, that we're able to crank out pretty pretty easily and, and quickly and, and a little more customizable for for the client's needs. So mm. and this we're is not your top t- to this bottom. is the
2: today launch CMS?
1: Yeah, yeah okay. today CMS. And and so we're not a top to bottom WordPress shop. Um, you know, WordPress though is really the only CMS that we work with outside of our own. Gotcha. Um, so we're not somebody that jumps around, you know, with, with some of the others. Um, so it's kind of we have a, a system that we've built and that we use and like, um, but we we've kind of made it so that it works pretty seamlessly with WordPress. Um, you know, when when one of our clients logs in, you know, they have some of the pages and areas that they can manage on their site, or if they're having an intranet system, it's kind of right there. And then it, WordPress is an auto login you know, one click away and they're boom, they're in their WordPress blog. So, gotcha, so we gotcha. kind of, we kind of bridge the gap. So we're kind of, uh, we kind of straddle, <laughs> straddle it a little bit more than probably some others.
2: Gotcha. If I, can I put you on the spot and just say, what, what's the selling point of your CMS over WordPress? Like if a client says, Oh, you know what? Our current site's WordPress, well maybe you actually would build it on top of that, but what, what would be the selling point of, of your site, uh, your CMS over WordPress, uh, in a client situation?
1: sure well we can build um, a couple different things I mean in a more of a basic site you know we can build one of our our today's CMS sites faster than we can build on, on top of the WordPress platform um, you know it, it's it, it's a design choice on on how um, and really, today CMS is sort of a a, a pass type system in the sense that it's a platform as a service. You know, we kind of sell it as a service, but it's really, it's a content delivery platform, is what it is. So we're able to very very quickly um, set up an entire you know admin section for a site in, in you know one one hour or two. So it's very very fast. So there's some definite cost savings. Um, the other selling point is it's in a very cost efficient way, extremely customizable. Every single field, every single um, you know, place where where data gets gets set. You know, we define uh, for that site. So if there's specific you know custom needs that somebody needs, they need something different between be you know besides just a title and a, a WYSIWYG editor. And I know there's custom fields and stuff like that. I mean, you know, and we've we've used plenty of that. But um, you know, we can do it so quickly and so fast um, that it can be a real cost saving. I mean, it takes us less time. We can right. build it. Much quickly, so there, there's that. That's one area. The other place is because we're really a, a content delivery platform and data platform. You know, we can do some pretty complex application stuff. Um, you know, very very quickly, and, and give them quite a bit of flexibility. Um, so, um, you know, that's kind of another side of it.
2: Give a, give folks because what I, in my in my crowd in my audience there are a lot of first time uh, WordPress people who are out there building sites for their clients and. Uh, They're still kind of discovering all this technology. Can you give folks uh, sort of the one-on-one between content delivery versus just regular publishing?
1: Well, here let me say like this. You know, at our core, me and you know everyone in this office, we're developers. You know, so we're we're pretty much, you know, we're code guys. Um, So, you know, WordPress, you know, has a lot of stuff in it that's awesome for the beginner, and and that's actually why why we you know I mean who hasn't grown up on WordPress, I mean really, right. and, and be building sites on it for, for years, and we still have some full sites that are, are totally WordPress. Um, it, it, but it has a lot of stuff in it that's there for building websites, and it's made to make it easy to connect some of those things together, it's got a great plugin architecture, it's got a great theme architecture, and all those types of things that are awesome for the beginner. Uh, but for the developer, when you're able to just kind of get in there and do it yourself, um, Sometimes for us, it feels like feels like it slows us down a little bit. You know, if we're on a large project. So, mm-hmm. um, so you know, what we have and what we use for today's CMS, this isn't something that if you're wanting to kind of build and configure your own site, that you're going to want to use. This is a a, a platform um, that allows us to to set up a very customized database and a very customized front end system um, that's made. You know, specifically for a, for what a business needs, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and sometimes sometimes those are websites, but sometimes it's like a application that manages you know sales of wreaths at Christmas time. You know, mm-hmm. it's like something totally totally different.
2: Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally get it, and I think it makes sense because as much as we all love WordPress, and obviously you do, you use it, you build a plugin for it, uh, and uh, many uh, many solutions for it. It's not always going to be. Uh, the answer and in your scenario you know yeah you can do custom fields but then you just got to do it right and then you have to abide by the you know by the codex and then there's okay we can use this plugin and then you automatically have to worry okay now what about updating that plugin and so I I totally get it and it totally makes sense um, especially in a real custom shop or for for a custom solution so yeah it totally makes sense so let's talk about uh why you built CoSchedule for WordPress? Um, how it all got started, and and why uh, how it came about.
1: Sure. Well, CoSchedule um, started many years ago. Actually, we, we um, you know, as I kind of talked about before, we had a early history as a company that was doing, you know, uh, marketing consulting. And um, you know, as part of that, we developed, uh, you know, some training materials and and some um, course information that we used. And one of the things in there was developing this blogging calendar. And we tended always, you know, as social media consultants, we were always really more of like content marketing consultants because we always really believed in investing in your own content on your own site. And using your own website as the as kind of the you know the hub, and then the, the social networks as kind of the spokes, kind of reaching outwards. And that wasn't always the the case with social media marketing. That's not always what people were talking about. But we always really believed in investing in, in content creation for SEO value um, because we kind of believe in value based marketing, where you provide your audience with value, and in turn they reward you with your business. Something that you know guys like Gary Vaynerchuk and um, Scott Stratton have talked about quite a bit. Um, so we were doing this training, and we never really felt like we had a tool that was suitable for our clients to execute that training. You know, where are they going to go to make this happen? Right. Uh, and we tried lots of different things. We actually built a, a social media dashboard-style tool uh, a few years ago that we that we've kind of since abandoned. But um, you know, we experimented a lot. Um, and one of the things that we always had involved with it was a calendar, and and we just could not find the right calendar. Um, and what we wanted and what we believed is that if you give people the right tool, they're more likely to be successful with their marketing, with content marketing, or with social media marketing, or just with blogging in general. Um, and and we believe in that. Strategy so much we, we, you know, we really never, you know, we're, we're this kind of company in the middle of nowhere, so we really re- relied heavily on online channels for marketing. I mean, we've never done any traditional marketing r- of any kind, mm-hmm. um, not even so much as sponsoring a, an ad in a local yearbook or like a lo- you know with a local. Production. I mean, we just we just don't. Mm. Even our local market, we've always tried to reach with online channels. So blogging day one. I mean, we were doing it five days a week. You know, mm. just you know how to do this, how to improve your Facebook page, how to, you know just you know helpful advice um, was our channel. So, as a team, we also had this problem where we're publishing content regularly, and we needed a better place to make that happen. Um, so you know, CoSchedule looks to solve those problems. That we were that we were finding our, ourselves having and seeing clients having and those are um, you know simplifying the barriers between publishing content and, and, and promoting your content on social channels so okay well we we, we love, love and believe in WordPress as a blogging and, and publishing platform um, so it made total sense to us to just build right on top of it um, because that would give us the most the most fluid experience if we were completely integrated inside of a platform versus just a standalone calendar like Google Calendar or something, you know, which yeah, you could schedule stuff on there, but like there's always that extra step of taking it from the calendar and then putting it into WordPress or putting it into Facebook or Google Plus or whatever.
0: Mm.
1: So, you know, we believe you've you gotta take down those barriers, you have to make it easy for everybody. So CoSchedule connects directly into your WordPress blog and we're constantly in sync with your uh, WordPress install. So all of your blog posts um, will show up on the CoSchedule calendar. Uh, And then on top of that... Uh, and, that, and that's a fully drag and drop calendar. You can, you know, work with the team. There's, there's commenting. Um, there's tasks. You can assign tasks to team members. Hey, write this post. Add images. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, and then, you know, kind of the killer feature is uh, we allow you to do social media scheduling right alongside your blog post. So you're typing your blog post right there inside WordPress. There's an area where you see co-schedule, and you can just cr- start creating your social media messages in association with that blog post. Mm. Um, and, and it's an unlimited number of messages. So you say, okay, I'm going to create a message for um, you know one day later, or two days later, or three days later. And once that post goes live, it just automatically sends that queue of social messages out to your channels. And and those types of things started to solve really big problems that that we were having on promoting our content. We saw our clients having, and we wanted to see them more successful. So tried to tried to create something. We scratched it our own itch. I mean, no questions asked about that.
2: Yeah, tremendous. Um, out in the landscape today, who is a competitor, if there is one, to co schedule? Is it something like a Buffer, something like an Edit Flow? Uh, what are the sort of the other things that are out there, kind of competing with you?
1: Sure. Well, we have we have um, definitely some similarities with Edit Flow in that we're an editorial calendar. Um, you know, Edit Flow doesn't really touch on social media side of it and and we think that you know we have a lot to to offer um, is f- in terms of uh, speed performance and, and some of the reliability um, you know over th- some of the things like EditFlow, partially because of our, our architecture um, in that we're kind of a, a standalone application that is integrated with WordPress rather than completely integrated with your local WordPress install mm-hmm. and that gives us some really nice advantages um, that could really improve the user experience um, buffer we, we integrate heavily with buffer so we don't really see buffer as as a competitor, actually, I think I think it's a complementary product, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the reasons why we really wanted to integrate with with Buffer. I mean, yes, Buffer is sort of a scheduling, but it's a very specific type of scheduling um, scheduling tool. So, mm-hmm. so we're fully integrated with Buffer. You can post directly to Buffer from CoSchedule, um, and we think that makes makes a lot of sense. So, uh, you know, and there are other editorial calendars. If you're you know a large writing team. You know, you're going to be familiar with some of the editorial calendar tools out there, um, and we have some similarities with them as well. But I, I think we're a pretty unique offering on our own. I don't, I don't know of anybody who's really trying to combine editorial calendaring plus social media scheduling.
2: Very cool. Uh, so you know, sort of this idea derived years ago, how long have you actually been selling Co Schedule as it exists now, and how's it going, what's your marketing efforts, stuff like that?
1: Sure. Well, we started building CoSchedule this past January. Um, we and you know we launched a, a page and just said, "Hey, here's what we're doing. Um, this is kind of our idea." We we put a um, like a little sign up box on there for your email address, and just kind of put it out there. Uh, let some people know about it. Got some got a few blog posts here and there, particularly in the WordPress community. And um, you know, started building from there. We, we're really committed, and one of the things that you know, if you're if you're interested in this sort of thing, particularly if you're doing a startup or something, um, you know, I think some of the things that we tried to do with Co-Schedule as we built the product um, are pretty interesting. And you know, it was a total experiment where we're blogging every single week, sharing our story of building this, um, asking for feedback. Um, we set up phone calls with potential users, and I showed them a slide deck based on what we were planning. To build here's the features here's what it might do you know that sort of thing um, and just got their feedback on it and used that feedback I, you know we recorded those conversations and you know everyone on the team listened to them and those were the things that we used as we built it so you know when I say we we scratched an own itch that's what gave us the initial kick to start what we started in January. Um but in all reality, the product that we've now launched and are selling is is a very different product mm. um, in in some ways. it's really been shaped by by the community that's kind of come up around CoSchedule. so so that's pretty cool. and um, you know we, we we kept doing that process where we built we released it to a, a set of beta users and a very you know um, kind of a wasn't it really an open public beta or anything that was kind of a closed beta period and got their feedback, made improvements um, and finally launched the product here in September
2: yeah so that's uh, awesome advice, and it, it's something that I think a lot of especially young entrepreneurs are forgetting is we get these ideas right and we're like, yeah we, we can solve that, and, and here's how I'm going to do it, and the whole world is going to change everyone's going to come flock to my website or or my app Um, and then six months later they or even a year later they realize wow this is nothing like my (laughs) original idea Um, and I think it's super important like if you already have you should be building your audience as best you possibly can in parallel to launching your business or Crafting this idea because, like you do, uh, and like I do here on the Matt Report, is I simply ask the question: What is it that you want? Right? What is it that's missing? What is it that you would prefer? And you just take everything, uh, write it down on a list, and see what you can actually see what you can actually do. And by recording sessions like you did, uh, I'm sure that was a tremendous uh, asset uh, to building this this plugin.
1: Yeah, it really was. We we actually had like kind of a uh, we called them co-pilots, just a kind of a group of really, you know advisors that we kind of they kind of committed to using it on a day-to-day production basis and we committed to supporting them and they had we had a direct chat line with them and everything so it, i mean one of the things too and, and you I mean, you've seen this too when you get feedback it's really in vinegar, or you know it just it gives you an extra charge i guess in in building it you know i mean you get some kind of energy and you find our whole team um, you know seeing people using it hearing people talk about it really is exciting and kind of pushes you forward
2: yeah um, then, you know my first hand Hands-on experience with that was recently launching uh, the first episode of the WordPress Startup Challenge, and I just put out there, "Hey, if you want to donate, it's five bucks or name your own price, and if you want to sponsor the next show, it's two hundred bucks." Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm just northwards of five hundred bucks uh, as yeah. of last night, uh, so not bad. And it, it's you know, you, you start getting all nervous, like, "Ooh, I have to ask for money." Uh, well, one, you want to validate what you're doing, um, right. and if you're doing something great, it's a lot of effort, takes a lot of time, uh, and you want to get at least some kind of uh reward be it small uh, as you press forward yeah absolutely uh, so let's uh, sort of wrap up the more formal interview you know if if garrett was standing in front of himself five years ago back to the future you come out of the delorean would you tell him to do something different would you take a different avenue or would you do it all the same
1: Hmm. Good question i mean you know i think i would i mean i don't think I would change a whole lot because i think there's i don't know i think it's a that's a really complicated question because <laughs> there's so much that you've lo- that we've like, like i've learned um and that I never, I don't know how else I would have known. You know what I mean? Like by just going through it um, and trying to figure out how do you, how do you, I mean one of the biggest, the hardest biggest challenge in our business has been how do you straddle the idea of a product company and a service company? Mm. Um, because you don't, you, I mean, you know, we want to serve our clients well and we're trying to build products on the side and we got to pay the bills. I mean there's a lot of things to balance there and particularly as you're adding staff and some of that stuff and boy there are just some things that I've learned in that process that I can't imagine learning you know, any other way? Like, I mean, they're just super valuable, and um, the, going through the process was necessary. Mm. Um, and I think it was necessary for me and my business partner as well. And just as far as you know, us learning how to work together, you know, we've learned a lot about that over the last few years for sure.
2: Yeah, is it safe uh, to say that your biggest challenge right now is straddling the line of service versus product, or is it something else?
1: No, I think that's the that's the that's the struggle. I mean, you know, and that's that's. Particularly as you get a software company off the ground, that's the struggle. I mean, yeah. once once everybody's funding themselves, that becomes a lot easier, and that shouldn't shouldn't be too long um, from now. So, um, you know, we asked, can we ask kind of, one of the things if I would I would change. Um, you know, I, I think one of the things I would I would do is is experiment a little bit more sooner. And um, I think there's some there's some shifts and some changes that we waited too long to make, mm. and I, I think you know, there's just never. I don't know. You know, I've always been a big believer in, in starting. Um, I've been a long life lifelong fan. Well, maybe not quite that long, but because I don't think it was out that long of Lynchpin mm-hmm. by Seth Godin. I don't know if you have read that yep. one, but you know, just that idea, that mentality of starting and kind of getting yourself out there is is absolutely key. I, I think most of the time, what's keeping people behind is they're just not willing to hit publish and just get it out there. And I think even us. You know, we've really founded our company on that idea. But even there's even times where there's been changes where deep down we know, like, okay, we just need to pivot and, and adjust our message here, and we just wait a little bit too long to do it, and then we kind of finally do it. And you're like, yeah, okay, what took us so long? Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. no, I, know, I, I willing, totally agree with that. So being willing to experiment more, I think would be one thing I would I would do. I'd say, I'd say I think we could have learned the same amount of lessons faster. Yeah. Uh, is is what I'm. I
2: yeah, I totally agree. It's something that uh something I struggle with and still uh tell myself, Man, you should have just pivoted faster uh or should have launched this a little bit quicker because what's the difference?
1: Um Let's jump into. Well, your... like you, can, you said it before, I mean, yeah. the sooner you can validate that a bad idea is a terrible one, the better, because oh, yeah. the less time you're going to waste oh, on yeah. it, you know? Yes,
2: yeah, sir. I'd rather fall on my face in five minutes than in five years. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, let dra- dra- uh, drop into the last few segments here. It's what's in your toolbox. What piece of software do you use that might, folks might not know about that keeps your day-to-day all together, um, you know, like an Evernote or G- Gmail, mm-hmm. uh, something else that somebody might not know about that you use?
1: well um you know i use i'm a big evernote user haven't always been but uh, really have been now um, but I'm sure you know I'm sure that's a it's a pretty popular one um so I, I can think of two Skitch is, is a, a screenshot mm-hmm. application recently bought by evernote I've been using sketch since forever yeah. and um, it is it is a core piece of my toolbox um, for for Grabbing screenshots, you know, you know, doing little annotations and drawings and circles and stuff like that. We use it around here a lot for for finding bugs. You know, hey, here's a bug. This button, you know, needs to get moved around or something like that. Um, so that's a real real core piece of my day is is Sketch and man, one of those things that they've never asked me to pay a nickel for, and I totally would because yeah. I, I absolutely love it. Um, and the other one I would say would be um, a, a application called HipChat. It's made by Atlassian, and um, you know it's something that our team uses uh, to keep in touch, you know, with one another. I guess, but um, it's a chat application. We, we use Skype around here for a long time. We still use Hangouts sometimes for video, but um, HipChat has just been awesome—a uh, way for us to kind of create specific rooms around, you know, specific topics. So you're kind of like chatting in context, which seems super simple, but um, really, really a great piece of software. Yeah,
2: definitely, definitely. Uh, let's jump into the lightning round, ask you a series of quick questions. You'll have a series of quick answers. All right. The one plugin you cannot live without.
1: Mm-hmm. Co-schedule? Is that a fair answer? <laughs> no,
2: besides your own, I forget to say that. I say <laughs> it to everybody.
1: <laughs> um, boy, you know, Jetpack and, and Yoast SEO you know, plugin come to mind right away. Nice.
2: Uh, a favorite WordPress or business book.
1: Lynchpin, uh, you know, probably one of my all-time favorites, good to great. I mean, two old books, but like yeah. if you haven't read them, please do it and read them a couple times. Um, let's see, what, what one that I read more recently. Um, I don't know, I mean, if anybody's interested, interested in SaaS products, there's a book called Behind the Cloud um, by Mark Benioff. He started uh, Salesforce. Okay. Not a new book, I don't think, either, but uh, one I read recently. Re- really good read.
2: Nice. I'll write that down. Uh, A quote that you live or run your business by.
1: Um, One of my favorite recent quotes is by Jeff Bezos. He was speaking um, to a group of people when he just bought the Washington Post and he said um, he's going to be, um, let me see, stubborn on vision, flexible on details. Nice. Great quote.
2: Um, The best advice, business or career advice that you ever received?
1: Gosh, everyone who's ever told you to start is telling you the most important thing you could ever hear. Mm -hmm. Just absolutely start doing something. Um, And, you know, I I think like, well, this is lightning round, so I don't want to take too much time uh, on it. But, you know, like if that means starting at between the the shift of like 10 p.m. and 3 a.m., perfect start.
2: Yep. (laughs) Uh, sorry here's another fun one. What's the longest the client project has ever taken?
1: Uh, we have one project that is is an ongoing project that we've been doing for a year and a half already. So, uh, and I see it probably going another year and a half or three. So, um, you know, it's a month to month project that uh, is never going to go away. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's
1: so, okay. It's so it's funny. a great
2: project. It's so funny when when I ask that question to developers, they're just like, "There's like no laugh, there's no chuckle. It's just you know whatever the t- the date range is." But when I say it to like designers and marketers it's funny that the reaction is always a little chuckle because they know that it's dealing with the client. And I find that more of the designers and marketers are dealing with the clients a little bit more tightly than sort of developers. So it's always interesting. Yeah. Um, and here's an interesting question that normally has a different answer or nor- I normally can guess the answer, but with you, it might be different. If you had to switch to another CMS, what would it be?
1: Uh, probably Expression Engine, nice. um, because it gives us you know the real custom field control that we're kind of we kind of like and are used to.
2: Who should I interview next?
1: Hmm. I don't know. have you had had John Saddington on with Press yet.
2: Uh, I had him on for for eight bit, but I haven't for had 8-bit. him on since uh, since Press
1: No, that there, maybe there's one for you. Nice.
2: Uh, what's the one question I didn't ask you that I should have? Mm
1: Hmm. Boy, Mm -hmm.
2: the pressures of the lightning round.
1: (laughs) Um, you should have asked me more about how, uh, we got feedback from our users.
2: Sweet. Is there a quick takeaway you can, you can give on that, on that topic?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that we did was invested in learning how to interview users. <laughs> and it's uh, we and what we learned was we were really bad at it. Even though you think like it's like a super easy thing to do, like oh, I'm just going to ask people questions about how they're using my product. Um, problem is that you're always a salesperson mm-hmm. first most of the time. So what they do is they say, "Yeah, I'd really like this feature to do this," and then bam, you switch into sales mode, and you're like, "Well." yeah, actually, you know, we'd, we'd solve that problem in this way or, oh, we're thinking about building that in the future. And wrong answer. Yep. <laughs> um, what you need to be saying to them is something like, um, oh, well, how would that be helpful to you? Or, or, you know, how could that impact your business? Or, you know, what problem does that solve for you? You know, something like that where you start digging in for more information um, and, and using it as a chance to learn rather than a chance to sell. Yeah. I mean, a no-brainer it feels like but man I think it's just that instinct you know when you're in client meetings and you're used to selling uh, to make that switch you have to be intentional about it
2: yeah totally agree totally agree awesome advice uh, awesome interview uh, for those of you who are uh, registered as a pro member on that report you're gonna hear uh, Garrett talk about sort of the biggest challenge questions uh, real briefly uh, in the membership section so do tune in check that out Garrett uh, where can folks find you on the web to say thanks
1: yeah, great. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Garrett underscore moon um, or check out Todaymade, todaymade.com, or co schedule. Of course, coschedule.com. A lot of our a lot of our blogging activity um, and WordPress activity happens over at Co Schedule. So definitely check it out there.
2: Sweet. Uh, Garrett, thanks for doing the interview.
1: Yeah, awesome having you on. Thanks.
2: I don't know about you, but I am super pumped after listening to Garrett talk about his business and success uh, and the focus that he and his team uh, have over at TodayMade. So I hope uh, you are just as inspired as I am. Uh, as always, mattreportcom slash subscribe, join the mailing list, mattreportcom slash join. If you want to learn more about that pro mastermind series, tell your friends, tell everybody that you know in WordPress uh, about the Mat Report. I would be super appreciative. And on the way out, we have Michael McEckern. Uh one-way heartbeats. And I will have this track linked up in the show notes. Thanks everybody.
0: But I'm gonna let you come. I'm gonna let you come. And I'm tired singing all of these songs about my eyes catching yours just to watch you walk alone it's like hiding in a game of hide and seek where the sea could never finds you they just leave you wondering at the edge of your seat